Hello there, this show's episode was formerly known as Real Talk, but this show's name was recently changed to Rambling Time, due to every single non-original indie podcaster like Lone thinking that Real Talk was even a clever name. So he changed the name, and I've been placed here to inform you this, all because the Lone Fatso Angler was too lazy to even do voiceover work. So without further ado, Lone Angler welcomes you to the show, and he hopes you enjoy. Hey, this is Lone Podcast and Lone Angler. Come back at you with Taco Monday. How's everyone doing? And welcome back to the podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this week is Real Talk episode 14, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. And by Real Talk, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we are going to be 100% real tonight, okay? Well, not tonight. Uh, shoot. Well, just to talk about my day a little bit, uh, you know, just to get you guys in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, uh, not in the hoops, uh, in the circle, just to get you guys, I don't know what the expression is, just to inform you guys, that's the basics, just to inform you guys, uh, uh, had a, I didn't have a rough rest last night, but, uh, I was being an idiot, and basically until 2 a.m., I decided to make myself like a, uh, just like a video. I was editing a video, like one of my personal projects that I do, my personal video projects that I do. I was uh, editing a video and uh, just, you know, making like a goofy, stupid meme compilation like a really offensive meme compilation, uh, yeah, well, I would show you guys, but, uh, like I said, it's like a really offensive meme compilation that YouTube wouldn't allow, but it's freaking hilarious, and I figured I'd share it to friends, you know what I'm saying, it's freaking hilarious, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I can't share it to you guys, because it's ultra offensive, (laughs) it's ultra offensive, uh, shoot, uh, but yeah, I was an idiot and I was editing till 2 a.m. on that freaking video. Uh, I don't know why it was stupid. Uh, woke up late this morning, which really wasn't cool because I, well, like I said in the last podcast last week, which by the way, if you haven't listened to Real Talk episode 13, uh, go ahead and listen to it. It was actually a banging episode. At least I think so. Technically, I recorded it yesterday. So, <laughs> here's the basics. Yes, uh, I recorded two episodes and kind of banked them and scheduled them. The one that you're listening to right now was banked to release on the third Monday of August, which I presume you are currently listening to it on the third Monday of August. So, uh, good on you. Or the second. I think either third or second. Yeah, third, I believe. Anyways... Yeah, I had to take a month-long hiatus, so I don't know what I'm currently doing right now, IRL. Uh, I, I assume that I am working on the Taco Monday Episode 8 episode that I never released, all because, for some of the new listeners that doesn't know, my PC, my audio workstation fried, basically, so I had to 
get my hands on a laptop and then transfer all my stuff from the hard drive from the PC to it. And yeah, I had an episode that I never released, but I am currently working on it, I assume. <laughs> I'm about 99% sure I am already working on it as we are speaking. If not, already released it. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. Anyways, folks. Yeah. Uh, today... For me today, it would be August the 3rd. That's what day it is for me. For you guys, of course, it's weeks away. Uh, yeah, stayed up late last night. I woke up late this morning, which really freaking sucked. Because I wanted to get a lot done. It's late in the day uh, What when I'm recording this. So, I'm going to have to wrap things up. And also, it's raining if you can hear some rain in the background. So, not the perfect time or day to record a podcast. But, you know, I got to get this over with so I can take my hiatus. You know what I'm saying, folks? You get me, right? I got to work behind the scenes and also chill, you know? But, yeah, like, uh, and another thing, uh, my sister and brother-in-law decided to stop by around like one o'clock while I was working, you know, but, uh, well, not working much, just podcast work mostly, but it's like they stopped by, I uh, had to holler at them, of course, you gotta be nice, <laughs> yeah, just was joking around and was eating lunch with them, but, uh, yeah, after they left, it's about two o'clock, so I'm gonna record this podcast as short as possible, but also I still want to give you guys, you beautiful people, okay? You beautiful people, which by the way, I need to give you guys some kind of nickname or something. You know how freaking YouTubers and stuff give their fan base like a nickname or a name or something? Like, I feel like that you deserve something. So I'm coming up with a good name. I'm coming up with some good names. Uh, if you want to holler at me on social media for a good name for the fan base, that'd be cool. Good fan base name for Taco Monday Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this was my idea. I'm thinking of christening you guys, you listener, right now. I'm thinking of christening you as the official Taquito Mobster, okay? Well, not Taquito Mobster, that's cheesy. But I'm thinking of calling you guys Taquito Mob. Like, hey, how's my Taquito Mob doing? Or uh, something like that. Like, if you have a clever name that would be nice, that would fit well with Taco Monday, holler at me on social media's Taco Monday Podcast on Facebook or Taco Monday Official at Lone Angler 2 on Twitter. So uh, if you got some good ideas and stuff, holler at me. But yeah, I need to give you guys a good name. <laughs> Need to give you guys, my fan base, a good name. So, yeah. But it's a podcast, so I don't think it much matters. But uh, I want to give you guys something nice. Anyways, what the heck was I talking about? <laughs> what was I talking about? But, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's late in the day, which kind of sucks. Uh, but, you know, I got to get these podcasts produced and published on delay so it can come to you guys in a few weeks. You know what I'm saying? That's what I need to try to do. But anyways, yeah, my morning, uh, rough rest last night. 
yeah, rough rest last night. Uh, woke up late this morning, which really sucked. Uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff that got in the way. And, uh, oh, funny thing. Like, when I got up this morning, uh, morning, uh, when I got up today, right, uh, I just got on my phone real quick, was just checking stuff on Facebook and stuff, uh, watched a little something on YouTube, I forgot, but basically, I found this clip from the Joe Rogan podcast, right, and it was the funniest thing, <coughs> excuse me, it was the funniest thing, yet most shocking thing, uh, well, to get to the context, uh, Joe Rogan, he did a podcast with the hosts of The Fighter and the Kid, which is a podcast that is from these two comedians, uh, Brendan Schaub, Scott Schaub, I think it's pronounced Schaub, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen, you've heard of those comedians, uh, they're pretty well known, they got a real popular podcast called The Fighter and the Kid. But Joe Rogan had him on his show, right? And I don't remember what episode it was, but literally, like, uh, Brendan, right? Can't pronounce his last name. Sorry. But, uh, Brendan, like, he literally, I guess he had a stomach illness or something. I don't know. But it was the craziest thing. Like, while Joe Rogan was talking to Brian Callen and Brandon, like, spontaneously, Brandon Schaub literally just projectile vomited on the floor in Joe Rogan's studio. I'm not kidding. Like, while Joe Rogan's talking about MMA and talking about uh, this fighter to Brian Callen, instantly, in the background, you heard a... <laughs> And then Joe Rogan looks at Brandon and he's like, well, look at that. He's going right at it, ain't he? Oh my goodness. Can you believe this? He's vomiting on the floor. You okay, buddy? <laughs> and he just keeps vomiting. He just freaking keeps vomiting like five times while him and Brian Callen was kind of trying to ignore him. Know what I'm saying? But Brendan Schaub literally vomited in Joe Rogan's 10,000 dollar studio or well actually probably a lot more probably in the 50k cuz he has a lot of expensive gear but just starts vomiting in the floor and I don't completely know why but he just starts vomiting like uh the context of it was uh Basically, like, he was vomiting because, uh, he did something that, that morning that made him sick. Like, basically, uh, Brendan Schaub was on a fasting diet, right? He was on, like, a fasting diet where he didn't eat anything at all in the mornings. And he decided to drink multiple energy drinks that morning before getting on the Joe Rogan podcast show. So, obviously drinking multiple energy drinks that obviously got him sick and he just started freaking vomiting just vomiting dude and i'm like what the freak <laughs> and joe rogan was like hey you 
like, was just, like, talking, trying to ignore Brendan. But he was like, hey, so, Brian, do you got any show plugins you want to talk about? So, Brian started talking about his show dates, when he was going to do comedy tours and stuff, trying to ignore him. And while they're talking, you can hear Brennan in the background going, (laughs) (laughs) And they just ended the show like that. It's like, after they plugged in their show dates, Joe Rogan was like, okay, that's a show wrap-up. All right, we good to go out. And Brendan looked up at him. He's like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry, Joe. He's like, that's okay. You want to plug in your show dates too? He's like, uh, yeah. oh, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, I want to plug in this show date at this uh, comedy store and this show date right here. <laughs> oh, I clipped a lot. I am so sorry. But it's like, what the freak? My goodness, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, Joe Rogan is very chill, he is very chill, if somebody, if I had a person in my studio, and dude, like I probably only put about 700 bucks in my podcast studio, which you can tell in the quality, (laughs) I'm sure you can tell in the quality of this podcast, but uh, well actually I'm recording on my phone because I can't currently use my expense well not expensive microphone only $60 microphone yeah in my budget my studio is like a budget podcast studio I've probably only put like less than a grand in but it's still if somebody came in here and I did a podcast with them and they just started vomiting in my floor repeatedly I would freak out. I would freak out. The show would be over as soon as the vomiting starts. You know what I mean? I would be like, Whoa, what the frick, man? Whoa! What are you doing? You know, freaking out like that. That is some overacting right there. (laughs) That's exactly what I would be like, though. Like, not even a light exaggeration. That's exactly how I would react. But Joe Rowan's just nonchalant like, well, won't you look at that? He's freaking vomiting in the floor. That's crazy, man. He's vomiting in the floor. <laughs> That's how Joe Rogan would be like. He would get close up to a Shure SM7B microphone. He'd be like, wow, won't you look at that? He's going at it, ain't he? I'm like, dude, are you serious? I'd freak out. But that was just the weirdest thing I've seen ever in a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Somebody just spontaneously projectile vomiting on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Well, not projectile vomiting. That would mean that it would be a horizontal projection. You get what I'm saying, right? It was spontaneous and it was crazy. Definitely the weirdest thing. And I definitely wanted to tell you guys because that was the weirdest, funniest thing I've seen. You know what I'm saying? And that's podcast content right there. Just... Anyways, the craziest thing. Let me grab some soda real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I recorded the uh, podcast, other podcast, Real Talk 13, for me yesterday on August the 2nd, which would have been a Sunday, which today is a Monday, which for some reason I thought was a Tuesday. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I recorded yesterday, 
uh, my time recording yesterday, which it's been interesting recording a show twice in two mornings, you know what I'm saying? Because I usually, well, I produce one show a week, so obviously I record only once a week. But uh, recording two shows, like, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know, it's kind of, I don't know, never done that. Uh, like, really, low-key for myself, I'm just afraid of damaging my voice when recording too much. Which, I'll tell you that guys this. The Abraham Lincoln Project. You guys listen to the first Abraham... Okay, the Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies movie review podcast. It was like a movie review slash audiobook slash comedy where I was just making fun of the movie. It was the best project I think I've ever done, or one of the best projects. It was definitely a fun project. Uh, and I definitely recommend that you listen to the entire three-part series. You know what I'm saying? It's only like an hour and a half in total. Uh, just like 30 minutes an episode. It was very fun. But to the basics, I was basically doing audiobook voice acting that I've never done before. Ever. I've done some studying and some, you know... I've done some studying and some independent projects of voice acting, but you know what I'm saying? Like that project was so hard on me that at the second, only the second part, you could really tell in the third part of the podcast, you could tell that my voice sounded odd, right? I actually dead serious near damaged my vocals doing that podcast, and it was freaking crazy, you know what I'm saying, like, I darn near damaged my vocals, because when I was telling the, uh, t talking about all the parts in the movie, uh, I had little skits and stuff, where I would reenact the characters and stuff, like, if I didn't have the movie clips, right, so I was basically doing some voices too, some impersonations, right, which, uh, I'm not an impersonator at all, but, uh, if you're doing a podcast and you have your headset plugged up to your mic to where you can hear your own voice, to where you can hear your own voice, I had to pause the mic for a second, uh, like, you can do better voice acting roles, like, if you can hear your own voice and hear how your voice sounds, going into the recorder, like, you can do things well. Which, for some weird reason, like, I guess it's for me, I think it's common, actually, but I cannot tell how deep or how high my vocals are, right? Like, to myself, which I'll obviously sound different in the mic, right? You guys listening right now. I can hear myself and I perceive my voice to sound deeper than it realistically is, right? Is that weird? But yeah, like, I just, like, seems like that my voice is deeper, which in reality it's not. Except when I record on my professional mic, which is more bassy, which thus makes my uh, vocals deeper, but 
my voice is probably close to this, or at least that's how my voice sounds like in recordings, right? That's how my voice sounds right here, higher than I perceive. But, uh, yeah, if you wear a headset when recording, you can know exactly what's going into the recorder, thus you can do better impersonations, and that's how voice actors do it. Know what I'm saying? That's how voice actors do it. But uh, anyways, I nearly damaged my vocals. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously I'm not an expert in voice acting. I've only done like a bit of studying and stuff on how voice actors act. And you know, did some uh, vocal exercises and stuff and mouth exercises. But even though I did all that, I still near damaged my vocals. And it was crazy, dude. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. So it's like, yeah. The, anyways, but uh, I think I could, if I have to for production reasons, if I had to record multiple shows in a week just to have them release once a week, that probably would make production easier. Because that's the one thing, man. Like, uh, I'm always in a freaking production rush. Well, not in this, where I'm recording on my phone. All because of all the circumstances that has happened. Which you guys, if you've been following me, I know you know. But uh, it's easy on here. But when you record on a $400 Zoom H6 all black recorder. And a $60 microphone. And you have to edit all of that on a uh, on a uh, PC with uh, you know audio uh, editing software called Audacity, which is actually banging because it's free, which is the coolest thing. You know what I'm saying? You can edit audio for free, which is awesome. But uh, it's like it can take a long time to produce podcasts because I try to put absolute top quality. As an example, if you listen to the Abraham Lincoln podcast, you know that I put top quality into it. Or at least I tried to. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I always try to put top quality in my podcasts. But uh, yeah, it usually takes a long time to produce podcasts. But yeah, like it's interesting to record two shows. You know what I'm saying? Two shows in two days. And uh, yeah. Where they're scheduled for weeks ahead, I can easily produce it. So that's awesome, you know? But yeah. Anyways, gonna talk free some more. Well, I think I just already did talk free some more. So, yeah, let's see what else is on here. What's on my little headline script? Let's see here. Um, I would... It says right here after that topic I talked about, talk free some more. Uh, I technically already did. Like, I rambled on for like five minutes about that. So, we're just going to move on to this. Uh, an interesting thing that me and my family has done during Rona that I didn't tell you guys about is uh, we actually started a small garden in our backyard. Well, not a yard. Technically, we live in town. But, uh, yeah, we started, like, a small garden, and, uh, what we did is we have no, 
like grass or anything where we live. Like not really at all. So what we, what we was originally going to do, like this was when Rona started and I was basically like to, you know, mom and dad and stuff like, I think we need to start a garden because we might need to prep some stuff all because second wave, which they say is already here, which it's nothing but politicians bullshitting just for no reason. Uh, you know, like I've said to you guys in the last podcast, don't listen to the stupid bullshitting politicians. Don't listen to flip flop Fauci when he says like in one week, wear a mask when he says in another week, don't wear a mask. And then he goes back and says, wait, you got to wear a mask. Don't listen to him. Cause I think he's frankly an idiot. The only person you should listen to is your own doctor, your own doctor, and ask him or her what their thoughts on. Don't listen to the politicians. Don't listen to f- experts on Facebook. Don't listen. Well, you can kind of listen to Fauci, but I think he's a freaking human flip-flop when it comes to his opinions on things. And shite, dude, I don't think they even know what the coronavirus is. Like, seriously, let me tell you a little story real quick. Uh, this YouTuber that I watched, he actually caught the coronavirus, right? And he was talking about the coronavirus and stuff, and he's like, how, like, for some reason it's not hit him as hard, which, when you're younger, it doesn't hit you as hard, which is a good thing. But he was talking to this person they had to call up from the CDC, like, asking questions and stuff. And I wish I was dead serious. Like, a person that worked at the CDC, the person at least on the phone with him, like, he had to call him up for some reason, like, some kind of testings and stuff. Like, you had to call them, I don't know. But the person he was talking to, like, he was asking her all kinds of questions, like, yo, like, what are the symptoms exactly? Uh, what can I do to help myself out? Uh, what do you guys know on everything, just asking all kinds of questions, and the lady was like, well, well, uh, it was actually, I forgot the YouTuber's name, his name is Brandon Hernandez, Brandon Hernandez, that, I think his last name, I butchered it, I'm so sorry, Uh, it's been a while since I watched him, but, uh, she was like, to be brutally honest, we don't have an effing clue what's going on. A person that works at the freaking CDC. She was basically like, to be brutally honest, we don't know what the frick's going on. She didn't say frick, but you got what I'm saying. It's like, that is, it's, to the basics, that is freaking scary. You know what I'm saying? That not even the freaking CDC, or at least her, you know what I'm saying, doesn't know everything about the coronavirus. And that could either mean that the coronavirus is hugely unpredictable and changes repeatedly, kind of like AIDS. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like changes its form repeatedly. And it's unpredictable. Or it's like not even scary at all. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a coronavirus denier. Don't worry, folks. But it's like this whole thing's just been bullshit. 
it's like, it seems like they don't know anything. But, as I reiterate to you, don't listen to these experts on Facebook. Don't listen to these anti-vaxxers. Don't listen to these corona deniers. Don't listen to politicians that said it's the end of the world. Or these other politicians that says that it's no worse than the cold. Okay? Don't listen to anyone except one person. And that is your freaking doctor. Listen to him or her and only him or her. Okay? Because that person is going to have the best interest in you. Okay? Your own personal doctor. Alright? There. Killed it real quick. But, um, yeah. We started a small garden all because, like, we need to prep things and stuff. Because it might get bad. It might not. Who freaking knows? But I'm like to myself, we need to start a garden and maybe we can can some stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we started a small garden. We was originally going to make a garden bed, right? Which is kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a built, like, wooden thing. It's basically like you build a wooden tub thing and then you fill it with dirt. And then you put plants in it, right? But with work and stuff, like, we just have no time to build stuff like that. So, Dad came up with a clever idea of basically buying some five-gallon buckets from, like, Walmart and Lowe's. And we've been literally dead serious growing tomatoes, jalapenos, poblanos, uh, watermelons out of buckets. Five and ten-gallon buckets. I wish I was joking. But we have dead serious been growing plants out of buckets just poured dirt in it you know what i'm saying poured some fertilizer all kinds of stuff and you know just watered the plants and we've been growing a crazy cool garden from freaking buckets okay as a matter of fact i've heard of people freaking growing corn out of buckets you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i've heard of people growing corn out of buckets so yeah it's been freaking cool you know what i'm saying like, just growing vegetables out of buckets. And it was, uh, it was dope, man. Let me flip the page real quick. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. And, uh, man, the jalapenos and stuff is popping up. And the beautiful thing, like, uh, I don't know much about gardening at all. Like, I've tried to be very helpful in the garden, but I don't know crap about gardening all i know about is uh water plants uh don't pour water on the plants you have to pour water around the plants because it can dry rot the water like uh and just a couple of things but that's all i know that's all i know about gardening folks but uh yeah just like stuff like the jalapenos and stuff the beautiful thing about jalapenos is after you pick them There'll be plants that'll replace it. You know what I'm saying? There'll be peppers that'll replace the ones that you pick. You know what I'm saying? So it's like almost restainable until like the fall. You know what I'm saying? Which is super dope. And the coolest thing, we've got our first tomatoes in. And the awesome thing is I actually got to try my first garden tomato 
from our bucket garden, folks. Uh, the other day we just made like a uh, like a for supper uh, supper 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 for supper, folks. <laughs> for supper, right? We uh we made some hot sandwiches, some hot ham and turkey with some uh, pepper jack cheese sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we cut some fresh garden tomatoes up and then put slices on it. My goodness. You cannot even, folks, okay? You cannot compare a garden tomato from a store tomato. You know what I'm saying? Like when you freaking bite into a like store tomato, right? Like it just tastes like cold wax. You know what I'm saying? Tastes like freaking cold wax on the outside. And the inside tastes like a V8 juice. You know what I'm saying? Of a dumb store tomato. You know what I'm saying? It just tastes cheap and just non-fresh and just cold and disgusting. You know what I'm saying? But a garden tomato fresh off the plant. I mean like it's tender. It's juicy. It tastes like fresh and real, okay, like it tastes fresher than Subway, folks, you know what I'm saying, and it was just delicious, it was a freaking delicious tomato, maybe it's only delicious because we got to eat the fruits of our labor, perhaps that's why it's so delicious, because we basically grew it ourselves, you know what I mean, and we're proud of our harvest, I guess you could say, I guess you could call it that, but dude, oh man, it was so good. Oh man, I remember, oh shoot, I remember when I was a kid, like this is kind of popular in the South, like have you ever heard of tomato sandwiches, also known as mater sandwiches? Uh, yeah, just like, it's basically like you take like some Oscar Mayer bologna, you take some mayo, and then you take a fresh garden tomato. And then, like, what I do with my sandwiches is I actually salt the tomato while it's on the sandwich to give it some salt. Which, that might sound weird to salt a sandwich. But that's what I do because it really gives that garden tomato some saltiness, some savoriness. But, man, just like a good old fresh mater sandwich with some fresh uh, from the garden garden tomatoes is like you cannot beat it. You cannot beat it. A bologna sandwich with some mayo and tomato. You know what I'm saying? It's just delicious. It is just freaking delicious. I don't know about you, but Mater Sandwiches is like my literal childhood favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, it was just freaking cool, folks. You know what I'm saying? Like... And we're going to have some jalapenos in. And we've thought of a clever, some clever stuff with those jalapenos. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you this. Like, the freaking jalapenos that we picked off is as big as You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds gay. I am so sorry, folks. But, uh... <laughs> I'm just being stupid this morning. Like, the freaking jalapenos are as big as... I don't know, it's like as big as a, a pickle that you would get from a New York style pickle. Well, not that big, but you got what I'm saying. Like, they're like uh, six inches long. That's how big the 
jalapeno peppers are. You know what I'm saying? That's huge, folks. Okay? That is freaking huge. Uh, that sounds weird after I said that. I might have to cut that out. <laughs> the freaking jalapeno peppers are huge, man. And we thought of a clever idea, right, folks? To where, basically, we're going to make uh, bacon-wrapped jalapeno papas, okay? And what we're going to do is we're just going to have some cheddar, some, uh, what, what do you use? Cream cheese, cheddar and cream cheese, you know, how jalapeno peppers are made. But then we're going to wrap it with bacon, okay? Each jalapeno pepper popper with bacon, okay? And it is going to be insane, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be in-freaking-sane, okay? But, uh, yeah. Anyways... Anyways, folks, yeah, it is just pretty cool, and I'm stoked. Now, since we're kind of in the middle of the show, we need to wrap things up. Uh, well, not wrap things up, just wrap this topic up. We're going to go ahead and move on with the topic, and I'm going to give you guys my pick of the month, which is the thing we do in this podcast show, Talk of Monday Real Talk. I give you guys my personal pick of the month. So, the this would technically be the second pick of August. The second pick of the month in August is the video game Fallout 3. Now, let me tell you guys why this is my pick. Well, one, uh, as you probably listened to in the last podcast, apparently I bought it a couple of years ago. But the funniest and craziest thing is I never played it at all. Not even went to the starting screen in the game. And I just had it. And I recently found it when I got my Xbox 360 out of storage. Blew it off. You know, cleaned it up. Tried to get it working and it worked perfectly, which is cool. Uh, I found the Fallout 3 game and I'm like, I've never freaking played this. At all. There's actually four video game titles that I've never touched. I purchased but never touched. And that's a lot of money. That is crazy stupid. You know what I'm saying? To buy a game and not play it. But yeah, I found it. And I'm like, I'm going to play it. So, I've been playing Fallout 3. Got about 20 hours in. And I would definitely say, I've played uh, Fallout 4. That was like the first Fallout game from the franchise I've ever played. I played Fallout 4, and just playing Fallout 3, I put about 20 hours in it so far. Fallout 3 is pretty good. Fallout 3 is pretty good. And I'm just going to talk about a couple of things I really like about it. Uh, one reason why I really like it uh, is it's different in a good way. Right? Like, it has the graphics of Skyrim, right? Which, by the way, from the same creators, the same people that made the Elder Scrolls video games. Of course, Bethesda created the Fallout games. So, like, uh, Fallout, man, is, like, freaking fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, uh, the, uh, 
video game graphics. It is the uh, game of the year version I bought, not the original one. So the graphics are remastered a little bit. Uh, but the graphics for its age is really good because this was like, uh, when was this game made? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the game of the year edition was made 2009. 2009, it says on the back of this. 2009, folks, right? Like, like, uh, I'm not a graphics snob, personally. Like, graphics, like, to me, doesn't matter. Like, it's a bonus to have some realistic graphics in a game. But, I'm not going to purchase a game solely on the graphics. Screw the graphics. If the gameplay sucks, I don't care how beautiful or realistic the game is. If the game sucks, the game sucks. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the graphics are surprising. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you compare it to Fallout 4, it's like, there's not much improvement in the graphics. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of bad. Considering that Fallout 4 was released in 2014, I think. Was it 2014 or 2016? I don't know. But it's like, yeah, considering that Fallout 4 was released then, and this was released all the way back in 2009, 2008 probably, technically. It's like, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? That the graphics are improved so much. But it's like, the graphics in this game is good and surprisingly good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of the designs and stuff is a little bit rough around the edges, but the graphics is good. You know, it's pretty decent in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm not a graphics snob, so I guess that's why I consider it okay. But the graphics is good. The gameplay, which we'll talk about in a second, the gameplay is great. Uh, I think some of the character writing is better in Fallout 3 than in Fallout 4. Now, the intro and the storyline of Fallout 4 is pretty good, which I've actually never completed the game, which I need to. But, it's actually great. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, the characters in the game is basically like, uh, well, the story of the game is basically like you live in a vault called 101. Uh, you was born in the vault and uh, your dad raises you. And uh, which the father in the game is actually voiced by Liam Neeson, the big actor. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Liam Neeson was in the freaking game. And uh, a lot of other big names, at least to me, I consider big names are in the game like... Uh, Shoot, uh, I'll Google in a second. Let me tap on that, uh, Fallout 3 cast. But it's like, there was, you know, Liam Neeson. There was, uh, Ron Perlman. Wait. Oh, crap. Hold on a second. Boom. Tap that real quick. Well, it's like Ron Perlman and Liam Neeson and... 
Oh, shoot. I accidentally pressed something wrong. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sorry. So sorry, folks. But, uh, oh, there it is. Like, Liam Neeson, Malcolm McDowell, and Ron Perlman was all in the game. And that's three big names, in my personal opinion. Uh, like, Liam Neeson, of course, the Taken uh, movie trilogy. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. He was famous for a couple of movies. I forgot what that... Oh, Clockwork Orange. I think that's what the movie was called. Famous for that. I think he got a uh, award for that one. And Ron Perlman, of course. Uh, he's been in Sons of Anarchy. And he's been in the Hellboy movies. You know what I'm saying? The first and second one. You know what I'm saying? So he's famous for Hellboy. Uh... In my personal opinion, Ron Perlman is literally the real-life Hellboy, okay? Like, for real. He is the real-life Hellboy. That's my opinion. <clears throat> but anyways, man, just a lot of big names. Uh, the story is basically, you live in a vault, uh, you're raised by your father. Uh, for some reason, your father goes missing and leaves the vault. So you have no choice but to leave the vault to find your father because your father was like basically accused of murder in the vault, kinda. It's at least insinuated. And just a lot of crap goes on to where you're forced out of the vault to find your father. <clears throat> and you just go around the destroyed radioactive wasteland to try to find your father, right? Uh, I haven't got too far in the gameplay so far, so I'm not going to give you guys any spoilers or anything, but yeah, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty fun and very interesting. Uh, probably not as impactful as the story in Fallout 4, at least in my opinion, but it's good. It's a good story, you know what I'm saying? It's a good story, and... The gameplay, there's stuff in the gameplay that I really like, right? Like, uh, one, in Fallout 3, compared to Fallout 4, there's this... There's a couple things I really like compared to Fallout 4. Like, Fallout 3. One, there's uh, this thing called Karma, right? Which I'm sure you guys know what Karma is. But basically, if you do good deeds for people in the game you get good karma, and your karma raises higher, higher, and higher. But, of course, if you do bad things, you get bad karma, which um, I don't know 110% what the system does, but your karma can influence events that happens in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, for one, this was, like, random, but a random person came up to me and just gave me, like, some food, and the person was like, hey, thanks for your help with this town. Thank you so much. And it gave me some food. You know what I'm saying? And I assume that's because of the karma. Like, you can get some good things from the karma. But uh, there can be some things that can affect you if you have good karma. I don't know what it is, but obviously bad karma, in my personal opinion... 
bad karma, obviously, you're go any bad thing you do in the game, expect a receipt. You know what I'm saying? Like Joey Diaz said in that podcast I was talking about a couple of episodes ago. But it's like, any bad things you do, expect a receipt. So, when you do bad things, you can get some perks like, uh, you can hire some, uh, some rough characters, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you can do a couple of things that can influence the game in some ways a positive way, but, uh, I think the bad karma, you can get screwed over if you have bad karma, if you do a lot of bad stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting with karma. There's other things in the game that I think, in my opinion, is more logical and just works better in the game than in the fourth game. Like, for one, which I don't remember in the fourth game, but in this game, all of your equipment, like your armor, your weapons, it can get torn up, right? It can slowly fall apart, right? To where it's unworkable. Know what I'm saying? So... One really cool thing, right? Like, let's say you have a 10 millimeter pistol, right? The popular pistol in the game. If you have a 10 millimeter pistol and you shoot it up to where it's broken, you can repair it by, if you find another 10 millimeter pistol in the wasteland, you can combine the two pistols to make a better pistol. And you can't actually up the quality of your pistol. Like let's say you have a pistol that does let's say five damage, for example. If you find another pistol on the wasteland that's like the same quality, like five five damage, right? Combine those two and you can make a pistol that'll shoot ten damage points. You know what I'm saying? So it's really cool. And honestly, like in the real life sense, that makes sense, right? Uh like, if you have guns, right, like, you would know that there are parts in firearms that obviously you cannot easily find or manufacture yourself. Like, if you have a broken, let's say, a Glock, right, that's a handgun, right, very popular in America. If you have a Glock and let's say the trigger's broken, right, in a post-apocalyptic scenario, the best way to fix that broken trigger is to just replace it by finding another Glock, right? And then just switch out the parts, right? And it makes sense to switch out all the good parts and put it all together, switch out all the good parts in two guns, and then put it together to make one better pistol. It just makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And that's what, uh, like, Doomsday Preppers and stuff, which I'm not a Doomsday Prepper, obviously. I just like to be relatively prepared, and I do study things. But it's like, that's real-life logic. Like, in Fallout 4, there's no equipment that will damage in Fallout 4. Like, all there is is, like, upgrading, right? Upgrading or making better weapons or finding better weapons. That's all there is. You know what I'm saying? Which that's like, which don't get me wrong. The, the uh, 
weapons workshop, the clothing workshop, all the workshops where you can make some cool stuff. That's cool. And I really loved it. But it's not logical. You know what I'm saying? It's not logical in an IRL scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a broken handgun, you can't just find a random workshop and have the skills. Really, like, uh, I don't know. I uh, I do own, I'm not going to tell you how many firearms I own, but I am a gun owner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, it's like, I know my guns pretty decently well, but... I'm not a gun manufacturer. And in Fallout 4, you can just make guns from scrap. You know what I'm saying? It's like, even if you're the best, if even if you're the most knowledgeable gun person, in a real-life scenario, you can't manufacture or make a gun. Not really. You know what I'm saying? Unless you had some previous skills in the past of gun manufacturing. So it just doesn't make sense in Fallout 4. And... Fallout 3, just the uh, gun upgrading where you take two guns, you take all the best parts from one and all the best parts in the other, combine it to make a better gun. That just makes so much sense. It's actually really cool, you know what I'm saying? But it has its cons. Like, let's say, like me, I like to hustle in Fallout. You know what I'm saying? I like to hustle and make some money. Make all kinds of money in Fallout. You know what I'm saying? Which I need to wrap this up real quick. But I like to make some money, right? So, I like to collect stuff from the wasteland. Uh, you know, kill some guys, get some guns, some clothes, sell it and make some money. But, you know, with the uh, guns falling apart, like, it's cool that you can combine the two guns to make one better gun. But it's a con because once you combine it, you basically lose money from that gun. So, it's like... Really, you can make money more money in Fallout 4 than Fallout 3. It's actually very hard to make money in Fallout 3, which is funny and ironic. Not way too hard because, you know, some of the stuff in Fallout 3 is cheaper and stuff, but it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to make cash, you know? But it's fun. It's very fun and it's a blast, you know what I'm saying? And uh, there's just other things I really like in the game, right? Like, the gameplay still feels like Fallout. Like, there's not much of a difference, right? In Fallout 4 than Fallout 3. Not much of a difference. But it's very fun. And I think, in the sense, some of the character roles and some of the character writing, I think is better and more interesting in Fallout 3 than Fallout 4. But that's just my personal opinion. But I, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I recommend... Fallout 3 to you guys, okay, because it's a fun game, and I think Fallout 3, like, there is actually the first Fallout game and the second Fallout game that you can get, but it is a old, old classic RPG, okay? I mean, like, it's not a first-person shooter, the original ones. No, I mean, the graphics are pretty bad. No, I'm saying? Fallout 3 in my opinion, is a good introduction to the Fallout universe because it's kind of like a... which none of them have a chronological order too much, in a sense. But uh, 
Fallout 3, I think, really introduces the story, especially Fallout 4, of how everything blew up and stuff. You know what I'm saying? How the bombs fail, how the war started, and blah, 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 blah. The post-apocalypse and stuff. It's good. It's good, folks. I recommend this, though. If you are a PC player, I recommend buying... Well, just really, any Bethesda game, excluding Doom, because Doom is just good. Uh, Fallout and Elder Scrolls games. I recommend that you buy the games only on PC. All because, like, you might have to use what is called command codes, where you can basically get into the game's, uh, I don't know, like, uh, get into the game, like the internal developer settings. Because Fallout in Elder Scrolls is very much known for glitches. Like, and I mean some pretty bad glitches. Which in Fallout 3 I haven't experienced any bad glitches except for one, where I was trapped in a room for like 30, well, maybe 20 minutes, which really sucked. But uh, you really have to... Buy, you really have to buy it on PC so you can use command codes. And you can Google how to use command codes on the internet. And you can learn how to get into the developer tools. And, like, for example, if you can't proceed through a level, which is common in Fallout, you can use a command cheat code to move you up, right? Like, if you can't get... Like, for example... If I couldn't get through that room in Fallout 3, that one glitch I had, which unfortunately I bought it on console, so <laughs> hopefully I don't end up not being able to com complete the game. I hope I'll be able to complete it, but it's like, if you can't proceed through a room, you can use a command cheat code to get you through that level. You know what I'm saying? If you have no choice, of course. You know what I'm saying? But it's like Fallout games and Elder Scrolls is very much known for its bad glitches. Uh, you can get some mods and stuff. Especially on console, you can actually get mods. You can actually get mods from other creators to fix it up. But really, it's like... Just buy Fallout games on PC. Because it's very glitchy. And you would definitely need command codes on your hands. So, Fallout 3 is very fun. I recommend only buying it on PC. But if you find it for a deal on console, uh, at least the one I bought, Fallout 3, seems to work very nicely. I wouldn't recommend buying Fallout 4 on console because it seems more glitchy than Fallout 3. But yeah, they're just known for the glitches. As a matter of fact, I can't really complete the campaign in Fallout 4. The glitches are so bad. But, very fun. Very fun, ladies and gentlemen. Very fun, but I only recommend that you buy Bethesda games, excluding Doom, because the engine actually is perfect in Doom. But, buy Fallout games and Bethesda games only on PC. In order to get the absolute best quality out of it. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
Oh, here's one thing on my list. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. And uh, one thing that I recommend for RPGs, which I personally love, RPG stands for Role Playing Game, right? And basically, like, several events can happen. Like, there's actually 200 endings in Fallout 3. So, there's 200 ways to end the game in Fallout, right? There's several decision-making things. And, yeah, that's the beauty of open-world RPG games. That's the beauty of them, you know what I'm saying? But the way I like playing, huh, which I don't recommend this because, in my opinion, the way I play Fallout basically makes me end up not completing the game because I somehow screw it up. <laughs> but the way I play it is two different ways. Uh, it's like this, right? Like, uh, I have two different characters that I play. My Lone Angler character, which is me, Lone Angler, and Dark Angler character, which is basically my uh, alternative character, which is basically my, uh, anti-hero character, and basically in, like, my dark, uh, my dark angler character mode, basically, I'm, like, a bad guy and an anti-hero, and I'm just going around deliberately screwing things up, right, and there's no purpose to dark angler, I just go around town and just screwing around, you know what I'm saying, like, and my Dark Angler character just doesn't make sense. Like, at one point, I could help an old lady across the streets. And then at another point, I shoot an old lady to get some money off of her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, my character is freaking insane. <laughs> and I end up alienating every single person in the Fallout games or Elder Scroll games. And basically, I'm a criminal on the run. But I find it freaking hilarious. And when I play that crazily and spontaneously, just doing some stupid crap, I don't know. It just makes the gameplay very interesting and very fun. And uh, yeah, you're just doing it your own way. You know what I'm saying? Don't play Fallout games vanilla. Don't play it vanilla. Okay? Don't be missionary with the video games. Okay, folks? Do some crazy-ish and make things exciting, okay? That's what I recommend for Fallout games and for Elder Scroll games, okay? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think I already gave the pros and the cons of the game. Yeah. Wow, did I really spell the word give wrong? I just wrote down G-I-V on my freaking script. I just wrote down G-I-V, and I didn't even bother bother adding the E to give. That is so stupid. Oh, that is so stupid, folks. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, let me look at this. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I have a couple of things on my list. Uh, I'll tell you this, right, before I end the show. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed your week. Uh, things have gotten crazy, especially during Rona. But, uh, there was this interesting podcast that I watched the other day. 
and it was kind of one of those inspirational things. Uh, some of those, uh, whatever they're called, like, uh, business inspirational things, how to, uh, be a better content creator and stuff. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, there was this guy that, uh, this, uh, YouTuber was interviewing, right? And he was a motivational speaker, right? And he was talking about how basically like in 2008, uh, in entertainment specifically, how there was basically like a huge strike in 2008 where hundreds of writers and stuff for television shows and movies just straight up quit because the, you know, basically like they was tired of how much crap they get in Hollywood and stuff. So they just like all of a sudden straight up quit and started uh, going on a strike. You know what I'm saying? And that actually hurt, like, the uh, market in Hollywood and entertainment really bad. And this guy was talking about how he was working with people like Larry King and stuff, writing a book and stuff. But when the uh, huge strike happened, basically he lost his job, right? Lost his job and was financially broke. And uh, he was talking about how he got himself back up to the top. And he was talking about how he does, like, interview stuff for books, right? And uh, he helped this guy create a book, and the book became real popular, uh, sold across countries and stuff. But the guy was talking about how he did an interview with a surfer, right? And the surfer, let me, I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't quote. I suck at quoting. But the surfer was talking about how when he surfs, like, when he surfs in big waves, like, the uh, interviewer asked him, what does he do when a big wave hits him and he gets knocked off his boat? The guy basically said, what you do, instead of trying to swim up to the top, trying to struggle to get back to the top, don't do any of that. What you have to do is just stretch your arms out, stretch your legs out, lay back, and your body will make you float to the top. Do not fight with the waves, right? Do not fight with the waves. Work with the ocean, okay? Just go with the flow. Literally, that expression, go with the flow, right? Just like, kind of like when you're floating in a pool, you just lay back, right? That's what he says you got to do. And the guy was basically like, that was inspirational to me because with all the stuff that's happened, like when the uh, market crashed in 2008 and there was a huge strike in 2008, he said the best thing you can do instead of fighting it, instead of stressing out with it, uh, worrying about it, you just got to stretch out, go with the waves, okay? Don't fight the waves, go with the waves, okay? And go with the flow, you know what I'm saying? And when it comes to the Rona, how a lot of people have lost jobs, I'm sure some of you guys have been laid off and stuff. It's a scary time. It's a stressful time. Uh, I would dare say it's actually hurt me too because my listenership has dropped down significantly during Rona, which is crazy, which I presume a lot of my listeners do listen to my podcast show at work. So it's hurt me, right? But the basics, folks. Okay, when something crazy happens, when you get it knocked off your board, okay, 
Just stretch your legs out, stretch your arms out, lay back, go with the wave. All right, go with the wave, don't fight the wave. Go with the flow, and you get back to the top, okay? That's pretty inspirational, you know what I'm saying? When you have some crazy crap going on, just don't fight the wave, okay? This is a curveball. This whole year has been a curveball, folks, for everyone, including myself. Just go with the flow. And if you work with the wave, the wave will get you back to the top. There you go. That was a killer quote, which technically it was a paraphrase, but that was a killer one that I heard. You know what I'm saying? Really cool, you know? That's the basic thing. Just go with the wave and you'll float back to the top. Okay? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen... This was a fun show. This was a really fun show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap this up. But before you guys go, okay, I'm going to announce that next week, okay, uh, I guess it would be the last Monday of the month or the third. I don't know. I don't know when this is going to release. But uh, next Monday, okay, for you guys next Monday, there might be Taco Monday Episode 8. I might... I might have already produced it and published it for next Monday. So there may be an episode releasing next Monday. Okay? There may be. I'm not sure. This is technically a pre-recording, folks. So I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but I know for sure I'm working on Taco Monday episode 8. So there may be an episode releasing next Monday. So I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, that you go ahead to plug in my podcast. If you guys have enjoyed this podcast show, please be a dear and follow and subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform you guys listen to and on. And just follow and subscribe and turn on notifications so you can get notified when a new episode releases. So keep watch. Episode 8 might release next week, folks. It might not. I'm just going to give you that. But yes, and also if you listen to me on Apple, which I do get quite a bit of Apple, Apple listeners on Apple, if you can be a dear, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this show right now, if you enjoyed it, if you can be an absolute dear, you would be so helpful if you leave me a five-star review on Apple or iTunes. When you do stuff like that, I get suggested to more people. When you do stuff like that, hey, I might end up on a podcast magazine. Know what I'm saying? I would love that. That'd be freaking dope. People can actually win awards with podcasts these days, for crying out loud. So, yes, I would love to win a Podcast Academy Award. And I would like to cry in front of the audience like, Oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, folks, you would be an absolute dear to leave a five-freaking-star rating on Apple or iTunes, you would be an absolute dear. And ladies and gentlemen, social media is Taco Monday Podcast on Facebook or Taco Monday Official on Twitter at Lone Angler 2. That is my username at Lone Angler 2 on Twitter. So follow and like the podcast pages on social medias of Facebook and Twitter, Taco Monday Podcast on Facebook, Taco Monday Official at Lone Angler 2 on Twitter. 
thank you guys so much. You have been absolute dears, and it is always, always a blast talking to you guys, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and your lone podcaster is signing out. Whoa, that was a lot of noise. Is signing out and a a bye bye now. Yeah, tacos are good. Tacos and freedom. I want a freedom taco.